amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on November 21st, 2019. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. This segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions, a local advertising agency. Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, Your Actualized Visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your actualized visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what your actualized visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your Actualized Visions, your dreams today, not someday. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of The South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you today? I'm doing well this morning, Joe. How are you? Good, good, good. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I know. It was so, wasn't the weather weird yesterday? Yeah. It was. It was, it was like this, well, well, did you get rain? I got rain pretty much all day on and off. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and it was a weird rain. It was this weird sideways spittle rain with the sun out. I don't even know. I don't even know what you call that. But um, anyway, listen, a couple of I, I have a couple of notes here. Next week, we have no shows. Uh, we're going to be off for the holiday. Right. We're taking the whole week. Yeah, right. Uh, not, not just not just Thursday. <laughs> That's right. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So so we'll be airing some reruns, which is always fun because whenever we have a great show, we always enjoy re-airing it so we can reach more people. And we've had a couple of really great ones uh, in, in in the last few months. So so we'll be air, re-airing, uh, we'll air reruns. And for those uh, people that don't get to listen regularly, they can catch up on other shows because they're all archived on my website, okay? Um, now, a little yeah. catch-up, I wanted to tell you what I did over the last several days. Um, I went to the Destination Art uh, five-year anniversary gala reception uh, Saturday, Mm -hmm. which was a ton of fun. And guess who went home with another piece of art, another piece of original locals art? Yes, yes. I I did okay in the silent auction this time. You know, I've been shut out of those silent auctions a lot um, because there's so much good stuff Mm -hmm. out there. But this time I actually got lucky and I brought a beautiful piece home. Uh, So if you haven't been there, you know, make a point to stop by. The show's going to be up for a while, and there's tons and tons of great stuff for sale. Uh, Holidays, holidays Mm -hmm. coming up, right? Um, We all know the official (laughs) start of the shopping season is the day after Thanksgiving, but why wait, right? Why wait? I mean, you can get get some stuff done now. And um, Monday night, I went to the grand opening of the Bruise Hall. Uh, have you have you heard of the Bruce Hall yet? No, I have not. You have not? Oh, okay. Well, it's another uh, food and beverage concept from the group that brought you uh, Rock and Brews. Uh, it's uh, the Zisless Group and uh, Dave and, uh, Ferrano, and uh, they have a couple of new partners this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, George, Gar- uh, excuse me, George Lopez and uh, Colin Coward. Uh, a sports guy. I don't know if you're familiar with him, mm-hmm. but um, they've all gone on in this new new. It's like a food hall concept. It's it's over at Del Amo. Um, you know where the big Target is on uh, Sepulveda and PCH, and mm-hmm. it's just north of there. There's a Target, there's a Ralph's, and then there's this Bruise Hall. And so they're open for business now. And what it is, it's a, it's a big. It's like a beer garden, um, but it has uh, I think four maybe five, four food service, uh, food outlets within the, within it. And, and George Lopez has, uh, mm. he has his own restaurant. Uh, George Lopez's uh, Ch- Changan kitchen, I think it's called. And Rock and Brews has a place and Cal- Colin mm-hmm. Cowherd has a place called the herd. Uh, and there's a uh, chicken Twilly, the T W I L I, the way I like it. Um, so, so there's food stuff. So, you know, it's a big, big beer hall, and they've got uh, all of these, you know, giant screen TVs all over the place, and the big vats behind the bar. Uh, oh, and, and George Lopez, mm-hmm. he has, he crafts his own beer too. He's one, he's one of the brewers. There's a couple of brewers there, and and they also have, you know, regular beer. You know, they all have, they also have right. some of uh, some of the big, the big commercial beers, and then they also have some of the local craft breweries. So, new place to go. So, you know, go check it out. Fantastic! That sounds great. What a good concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you good. don't always feel the same way about food. You know, you may go and out with friends, and you're gonna have some beer, but you're not quite sure about the pairing. Well, now you have four choices, five choices. Yeah, yeah, and they're good choices. Wow. And we ate, we ate quite a bit. I had, I had the everything burger from the herd, and it was really good. We had the everything burrito. We had uh, my friend had a vegetarian burrito. 
we had street corn, mm-hmm. we had salad, we 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 had something from each of the vendors, it was, and it and it was all really very good. So, you know, you know, bar food ain't what it used to be, you know, but bar food has come a <laughs> long way, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, this weekend is all L.A. Auto Show for me. Ah, leaving the bubble, are so you? So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, leaving the bubble for the L.A. Auto Show. You got to visit downtown once in a while. Um, it's 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 really special. I mean, there's lots of special things going on, but what I'm really going for is the Tesla pickup truck. Ah. That's why I'm going. I want to see it and feel it and touch it in person. Mm-hmm. Get up close and personal <laughs> with the Tesla. Yes. All right. Well, yeah. that'll be fun. Well, it's yeah. You'll have good weather. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, let's get let's get mm-hmm. the show on the road. We got a lot to talk about. Right, uh, Jackie. Who's our guest today? Okay, our guest this morning is Redondo Beach Council Member John Grand. Now, John is a 20-year resident of North Redondo Beach and was elected to serve on the District 4 City Council seat in April 2017. Now, his first term ends in March 2021. Uh, John is currently facing a recall effort supported by the Redondo Beach Fire Union and a local citizens group because of his uh, decision to keep the local Redondo Beach Fire Department and not outsource fire services to L.A. County. Now, a few weeks ago, we had the president of the Redondo Beach Fire Association on the podcast to hear his side of the story, and today we're giving John equal time. Welcome back to the program, John. It's been a while. We're glad you could join us this morning. Well, thank you, Jackie and Joe. I'm uh, happy to be back. It's uh, I always thank you for the opportunity to chat with folks and, and get the message out there, and, and thank you. This is a terrific show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it, it, these kinds of shows, John, of, of all the shows that we do, the political and the cultural and the, let's say, business-minded, the, the political shows typically get the most play. Um, I think one of the things that we're going to be talking about today is so critical, and I want to talk to you about that first. I want to say, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, Vincy Nelson in Hermosa Beach, uh, became the chair of the committee that the city council in Hermosa asked. Uh, John, are you close to your mic? We can can hear a little uh, breath noise. Oh, nope. That, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll adjust. Okay. Is that right. better? It, 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 yeah, that's better. It turns out that, uh, you know, Dency was very much, you know, anti- uh, L.A. County Fire coming in because uh, he really wanted to preserve the character of uh, Hermosa Beach and its local control of fire. And uh, yet he turned the corner and he said he was convinced because of the uh, range of services and the the uh, the advantages to the local firemen themselves. That was one of the key issues for him was, you know, these longtime servants of the city of Hermosa Beach would now get, uh, you know, the due that they felt they needed from uh, being associated with L.A. County Fire. So with that premise and that, that preamble, John, give us just an overview. 
overview of what the issue is. Well, thank you, Joe. It really comes down to what's best for Redondo. Uh, Hermosa Beach, they did make a decision mm. to go to L.A. County Fire. What you'll find over in Manhattan Beach is they just decided not to go to L.A. County Fire and, and go forth. And we have, in Redondo, we have to make our own decisions and what's best for Redondo. I think the key point that you pointed out when talking about Hermosa Beach is that going to L.A. County Fire is really good for the fire union members. And remember, mm-hmm. we have to make a real distinction here. Our firefighters and paramedics are sworn to keep us safe. They're sworn to keep us uh, healthy. They come to an emergency, and they are our heroes. And I very much love those guys, the, the men and women of the, our department. But you have to remember, they also work in a union. And a union is different than when they're being a firefighter. And unions are about pay and about benefits and making their conditions much better for themselves. And that's what unions are for, and that's, that's what they do. We have to really make a distinction that unions act different. They are fo- focused on their money, their, on their benefits, and their circumstances, and that's, that, I applaud that, and that's what we're talking about. With regards to Hermosa, <clears throat> since you brought them up first, mm-hmm. it does turn out that they were underfunding their, their fire department by about a million dollars a year. That's what the consultant said about Hermosa's fire department. They had a number mm-hmm. of folks that were on injured reserve or, or were not able to work. They were having troubles covering their shifts. And they brought in a consultant to say, hey, what the heck's going on here? And they found that they were underfunding it and that the fire station there was not in the, in the best uh, shape. Right. Once they did that, they started to look at, hey, we're going to have to look at this money. And they brought in the L.A. County Fire to see if they can actually make it better. Now, I'll just say, and I'm going to be master of the obvious here just right now, Hermosa Beach is a different city than Redondo. Hmm. Go figure, right? <laughs> But uh, it is a much smaller city. It has about 32,000 people. It has uh, a tax base that can afford certain things and all of that. And for Redont- for Hermosa Beach, they made the best decision for Hermosa, and that was to bring in L.A. County. turns out that uh, the way that they are, are funding things and all, it's costing them about another million dollars a year that they were committing to, which is about what L.A. County came back in and did. They also got a, an extremely wonderful loan from L.A. County to build up their fire department, or pardon me, their firehouse that was uh, kind of in disrepair, and they're paying that back. It was kind of a, a no-interest uh, loan, which is a great thing as well. And the reality is Hermosa Beach realized that they needed to pay more money for their services or for their L.A. County services, and now they have a terrific thing, and it's worked out very well for them, and that's a good thing. Here's the bonus. Mm-hmm. The firefighters that, and the paramedics that were with L.A. County, or pardon me, with the Hermosa Beach local fire department, they went to L.A. County as well. Okay, So they took the entire team over, and I believe they took everybody over, 
And now they are part of LA County Fire, and they have a lot of more opportunities. I mean, a small local fire, to fire, fire department doesn't have a lot of opportunities for growth. I mean, it's, there's only so many captains and so many places you can kind of move up the ranks. There is smaller budgets. LA County is a super, super large entity. And this is another thing that, that happens. Um, the firefighters are able to then change or transfer to a city near their home so that they can shorten their commute. They can go jump on helicopters and airplanes and all sorts of stuff. I mean, the, the firefighters have just a, a, a wide cornucopia, if you will, of lots of, of opportunities within L.A. County Fire. And for the union and the union members, that's an awesome thing. And again, just kind of talking about Hermosa Beach, it looks like they made the right decision for them. Hope that helps. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. It works for Hermosa. Um, do you know anything about Manhattan? Okay. I do. So uh, I speak regularly with the mayor, Nancy Harshman, uh, and Richard Montgomery and a couple of other folks. And here's what they did. They kind of looked at it, and they were looking at it kind of in the prism of what's Hermosa doing? Obviously their neighbor, our neighbor as well, Redondo Beach, as well as El Segundo. And El Segundo uh, looked at going to L.A. County Fire, and they stopped the process as well and decided not to go as well. So Manhattan Beach looked at it, and they did a phase one feasibility study. And the feasibility study tells you about the ongoing costs. The L.A. County Fire team, uh, based on information that's provided by the local fire department, they come on in, they look at the finances, look at the budget, look at the personnel, and they give you an ongoing cost for their services. And I believe they, they gave them a cost that would save some money per year. Um, and it's basically the, the uh, L.A. County Fire does find savings in that they take out certain levels of management, like the battalion chiefs or even the chief kind of gets uh, brought into the larger swath of of L.A. County Fire uh, management, okay? And that's kind of how they, they make sure that they are firing and they have savings. And Manhattan Beach looked mm-hmm. at it, and they looked at the feasibility study. They said, we have enough information here to, to really understand uh, the ongoing costs, and that's phase one. Phase two of that same test or that same uh, study, study is about conversion costs. And conversion costs are things like what debits and credits can we give for the fire trucks that you guys have? What does your um, do we have to put money or can we get uh, give you credits for your fire station? The turnouts those are the things the the guys wear when or the the firefighters and paramedics wear when they're in fighting fires and all this equipment that's a conversion cost and it's pretty much what's it going to take debits and credits to do that. Manhattan decided not to do a phase two study because they said, look, our, on- our ongoing costs don't justify going to L.A. County. And they also had another factor, and this is the big one, and we, we should probably talk about this over the next 40 minutes or so. Their population or their residents were significantly against going to L.A. County. And there's a couple of reasons why, and we should get into that in a little mm-hmm. bit. The reality is Manhattan Beach just recently said, nope, 
Uh, we've, we've seen enough. We understand that our residents don't want change. We don't believe there are enough savings to justify going to L.A. County. And so they stopped. They didn't do that. They did have a, a letter from the firefighter, their firefighter union that said they supported going to the uh, second phase of the test. And then they got another letter from them saying, we now withdraw our support from going to the second part of the test. And I believe that what happened is they all just kind of came to an understanding that, you know what, let's, let's work this out, let's stay local, because our residents really don't want it. And that's, that's the, the tenor of what happened in Manhattan Beach. All mm-hmm. right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, with regard to Redondo Beach, um, as I said, we had the president of the Redondo Beach Fire Department Union on about a month ago, um, if the fire, if the Redondo Beach Fire Department were to go county, basically the city would have no control over costs at that point. Once it goes county, the city, the city has no control over over Correct. over budgeting or expenses at all, right? Correct. And in fact, and how, how does? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, that's what I was going to say. How is that going to affect the taxpayers? <laughs> well, let's uh, let's take a look at the feasibility study or the ongoing costs that we were given in the, quote, phase one version of this report. And let's give a little timeline as well. Mayor Brand said we need to look under every rock, and one of the rocks we need to look in was would we save money if we outsourced Redondo Beach's local fire department to L.A. County? So we looked at it, and we're looking at it completely from a financial standpoint. So financial, we were told... Originally, it would save us 4 to $7 million per year if we did this. And I'll tell you, all five city council members and the mayor, our, our eyes light up. And if there's 4 to $7 million, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> you know, we have a, well, who, to- called- who told you that? Who told you that we would save 5 to $7 million? Well, it was first reported in the paper, and it was basically uh, shown that if you just looked at our budget uh, – which is 23 point something million dollars per year for our fire department. And you look at the actual ongoing cost that they were, that we were given and you just subtract those two, you do get four to $7 million per savings. And it's pretty awesome. And, and everybody was really excited, but here's the thing. The world doesn't work that way. And I'm sorry to, you know, be the, the killjoy and, and have to say that there's no four to seven million dollars there. But what we found was that and there's overhead costs that the city has. Okay. And Redondo Beach has a, a way of doing budgeting where they go to what's called really true costs. And what true costs are is they put overhead on all of the different departments. And what I mean by overhead is first, the biggest line item is an unfunded liability for CalPERS, and that's the retirement for everybody in the city. There's a really big number there, and I don't want to get into the details of all of that, but that's a really big number. And that's assigned to each department as a as a as an internal charge, if you will. Okay, wait one There's second. All- wait one second, John. So CalPERS is is pensions. All right. Pensions, so what you're saying right. is that there's a huge pension for the for 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 the city, is that correct? The city as a whole? And you break yeah. it down between departments? 
Yeah, so here's, here's, okay. here's a little pension background. There's two pieces to when we pay our pension, okay, and pensions for our, our employees. And again, this is how you attract people to actually work for a city rather than going to a regular business where that might have a 401k or some of these others. This is standard practice. And there's two pieces. One, there's the, port, the portion of the payment that you make that is just kind of normal, hey, I'm putting money aside for this person and these uh, this uh, this money for them when they retire. And that is what you would call the normal piece. And let's call that piece A just so that we have something to, to call it. And that's the normal piece that we're going to pay for every one of our people that's part of CalPERS. The second part is what's called an unfunded liability, okay, or a UAL. And it's called, and it's an unfunded accrued liability. That's why it's called a UAL. And what that is, is that's where CalPERS came back and said to cities like Redondo Beach and a number of others, hey, our, our investments aren't doing as well as we needed to do, and we are not funded for all of our pensions going forward. You need to pony up a lot more money. And Mayor Brand will talk about this considerably, is that our unfunded liability payments are going up $2 million per year for the next six years. Meaning, next year, we're going to pay $2 million more for unfunded liability into CalPERS. And then the next year, we're going to pay another $1.8 million on top of that extra $2 million. And it's going to step up for the next six to eight years, and then it slowly starts to come down. But that's why we're looking at this really serious deficit, and we've got some bills to pay. And I'll just say it that way. So that unfunded liability is also considered overhead for all of the departments, including our fire department. There's also things like workers' comp payments. Okay, We're a self-funded city, which means we have to set aside money for workers' comp claims. We also, part of overhead is that they charge time for the city manager, and they charge time for the uh, human resource department, and they charge time for the uh, IT department, and that's just how they account for what I would call the true cost of a department like the fire department. So we have this true cost, which means that whether we go to L.A. County Fire or we don't go to L.A. County Fire, that overhead is going to remain with the city. Okay, Very important. Even if we were to say, send everybody to L.A. County Fire, this overhead cost would be still absorbed and required by, the, by us to, to actually, quote, account for it and or pay for it. Okay? So very important. So and I know this is getting a little into the weeds, but I, I'm, I'm hopefully giving background so people understand where we are. All right. So, well, that's good. So, so here's, here's where it comes down to. Okay? So the L.A. County quote that we were given in the feasibility phase one part was two options. Option A was a reduced reduced uh, position piece, okay, which means, hey, if we took out some in-city equipment and positions and we covered it with 
L.A. County Fire because that's what they do. They kind of, you know, cover the entire area with different cities or with different uh, stations. The ongoing cost would be $16.6 million for the years 1920. $16.6 million compared to $23 million, our current one. Wow, that's that's pretty good. good. Wow, that's, yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Okay. And we also, if you just did a like for like st- uh, staffing, okay, and you just said, hey, we just turned put the patches on the guys L.A. County instead of, of Redondo Beach, it came in and it was about twenty twenty one point something million dollars. I'm I'm just giving you round numbers because we don't need to get into the details specifically right now, but we're using those for reference. So twenty one million. If you do the 23 minus 21, yeah, it's about $2 million right there. And you do the 23 minus 16, boy, you really do get that 4 to $7 million in savings. Wow, mm-hmm. that's, that's great. Sounds and good, again, yeah. Yeah, and, and a lot of our neighbors and everybody were pretty excited about that. And I'll tell you, our firefighter unions were like, hey, we can go to L.A. County. We can save you 4 to $7 million. We're going to go off and have great careers. You guys are going to get great service and just be done with it. But, but wait, there's more, right? Mm-hmm. So these overhead costs and the things that costs are going to remain to the city, what you have to do is you have to take the overhead costs and actually add them to the ongoing costs in the quote that we're given by L.A. County City or L.A. County Fire. Okay, so... I'll just give you the round numbers. Mm-hmm. The overhead costs for for nineteen twenty, the year nineteen and twenty, were six point four million dollars. Okay? So that's mm-hmm. that's costs that are gonna stay with the city no matter what. So that pretty much uh, deletes the five to seven that you would save. That offsets Cor- that. Correct. Now that's six point four Essentially, half of that is our unfunded liability that is attributed or accounted for in the fire's budget, and the other is workers. The other half of it, essentially, is workers' comp claims, things like, hey, we're not going to get rid of our city manager. We're not going to get rid of our HR department. We're not going to get those things. We all have to absorb it somewhere else. $6.4 million. See, so if you add 16.6 plus 6.4 Boy, you're right at $23 million. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you actually do the second one, which is option B, which is full staffing, you're actually paying an extra $3.3 million. This is first year. Okay? Now, I'm a numbers person. I'm an operations consultant. I do this for a living. So that's why I was on Budget and Finance Commission. That's why I talk to those guys quite a bit. I'm a numbers guy. And when you actually project those out, over the 10-year contract for L.A. County, you end up not having really good numbers, and I'll just call it that. Option A, which is the reduced staffing, okay, which means they would remove a paramedic unit from Fire Station 2 right on Grant Avenue in my district, and they would also take out nine positions. That's three, three, uh, three firefighters and three shifts, okay, nine, nine positions. And they would cover that with Lawndale, Hawthorne, Gardena, and Hermosa Beach. Okay, so that's the reduced staffing option A version. Okay, 
it saves $300,000 in the first year. That would be 1920 if we just did it today. But if you project over, and, and I'll, I'll just kind of say you project, and there's some ways to do that, we end up paying $3.4 million over 10 years. More. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so reduced staff covered by other cities, and it's $3.4 million. Okay, well, that's, that's more money that we would do. And I think, Jack, you said it best. We don't have local control over how we spend that money. If they go down to beach life, if they do all that, we're dependent on being the small fish in a very large pond with L.A. County. And they'll come and they'll help us out when they can. But, you know, that's, that's L.A. County. Okay. The other one, I'm just going to let you guys do the, your, the math as well. If we're $3 million upside down in year one, and you project that out for 10 years, that's not a good number. I'll say it's in the $40 million extra amount. Okay, and I'll just call it round number that. So it doesn't make any financial sense whatsoever. It so, doesn't make any financial sense whatsoever. It does not. That's what it comes but, down to. All right. Okay, okay go so ahead. L- let, me, let me just finish this little point here. So in April 16th, it came to – we're going to decide because we're doing what the mayor asked us to do, which is to look at this and see if the savings are there. Our financials, okay, our finance department gave us all this information. They did all of this stuff. They said, here's what's in the overhead costs. Here's what's going on. We have enough to really make a decision, and here's what I said on the dais. I said, and, and I encourage everybody to go back and look at the, the, what I actually did say because I'll just say it right here. I said, these numbers don't make sense. They really don't. But, and here's the big but, (laughs) is we had our budget and finance commissioner, Mel Samples. He had put in an an issue with, hey, I have some, uh, some thoughts on some of these overhead costs. And our fire union actually had a whole bunch of things. There was a big, what's called a blue folder item they had submitted, and they had all of these different questions. And I said, hmm, I don't believe that these numbers work. But if we're going to go into this and we have all of these questions by our the chairman of our Budget and Finance Commission, and we have all these questions from our fire union, I can't in good conscience do that. Let's move forward, but I don't believe that these numbers work. And I'd, I'd encourage everybody to go back and watch what exactly what I said. said these numbers don't work. So that's on April 16th. April 17th, I sit down with the firefighters, and I said, yes, let's go forward. I'll tell you, I came and uh, met with the fire union the next day. And I sat with Greg Allen, and I sat with about four other guys, and they were as happy as clams because we're moving forward and all that. And the idea is that all I did was say, I don't believe this, and here's what I did. And I challenged Greg, and I challenged Kenny Campos, who's one of their numbers guys, and the other two guys that were there. And I said, guys, I told you last night, I don't believe that these numbers work. In fact, they don't work. Please, you have all these questions and all of this. I'm going to work with you for the next four months, and let's figure this out. I tell I don't believe that there's any savings here. But if I'm wrong, I want you to tell me. 
and I worked with the fire department. I mean, pardon me, sorry, the union folks. Met with them about eight times. I met with their consultants. I met with everybody over the next four year, four months. Sorry. And there were no other savings that they could find. In fact, the numbers really didn't change. The finance department did find an issue. They had a $400,000 difference, and they, they corrected that for the Budget Finance Commission. I even made a referral for the Budget Finance Commission to take a look at these, these things. They talked about it. Mel Samples even said, you know what, we don't have the information and everything. We didn't get a report back before in four months. Four months I didn't get a report back. They basically said, well, we, we just didn't. They didn't do their thing. No samples failed us. Unfortunately, that doesn't close the loop because everybody wants to talk about overhead costs. And it comes to August, and I'm talking with our fire department, or for, pardon me, our firefighters, and I said, look, guys, there are not enough savings here to justify going to L.A. County. And I talked with them. I sat with them the day of that meeting. Kenny Campos and I shared a spreadsheet that he put together that accurately represented what the finance department had put together, showing that these costs, the $3 million in the reduced option A and the $40-plus million in option B, and I said, there's just not enough here. And that night, I said no. I said why should we go to phase two, which is the conversion? Okay, It's a small little piece. It's just a conversion. It's just how do we fit into L.A. County just doing that if the ongoing costs don't make any sense? And I say no sense. So I asked that, and that's what I said no, and that's what everybody's a little angry about. Wow, you gave me quite a soapbox there. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, so basically what it comes down to is the council had to – you were going to vote on whether to continue with the phase two of the study. Is that the correct terminology, phase two of the study? And the council took a vote, and the majority said, no, we're not going to go forward with it, correct? Correct. And the reason – And being, I understand – yeah. oh, okay, go ahead. And well, the reason I understand, being is yeah, – No, you, the, go the, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> the reason being is – the ongoing costs are not even close. You have to do a reduced model. You have to actually do all those things, and, and it's, we still pay more. And we don't have the money to pay for that, So, and we don't control our own costs. It was even put into our report. We can do the reduced model ourselves and save that same amount and still retain control. No one talks about that, by the way. But all right. we said no. I said no. And – I understand that I upset the fire union, and attend, I'll tell you, I love our fire department, and I want to keep them local, and now I'm very certain that we just need to keep them local, and we need to figure out our services, or our finances, and we have to figure out how to set these guys up for success. We're safe right now. Mm -hmm. we, there is no safety concerns right now, and in fact, if you ask any one of the petitioners, any one of the firefighters, you ask Greg Allen, they'll say we're safe. We are. Mm -hmm. What they're pointing to is that their work conditions, they, they feel that they're overworked, which I believe that they are busy. They have some complaints about, yes, they have a, a training officer and all of those different things. And I, as part of a council, we're trying to figure out how to appropriately stand them up. And that's what we're doing. 
All right. Well, with that, with that said, they are understaffed. I believe that they're 55, and it is, is, they should be at what? Is it 70 staff members? Or, or is, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Okay. Let, let, Jackie, let's, let's keep this very much in mind. The looking at L.A. County was uh, looking at L.A. County was a financial decision. And let me just point out, based on what you just said, if they're understaffed, if they're understaffed and L.A. County came in okay, and said, I'll give you these two options where we can staff you even less okay, or staff you at the same, okay, those are, those are ideas that, you know, that's beyond the scope of what we're talking about. This was a financial decision, okay, and whether staffing needs to change or all those things – that is a completely different world, okay, and that's a different okay. conversation, okay. And again, this is this is where this is where the the, water, the waters get really muddied. And I I listened to briefly Greg Allen's talk about this, and he wants to talk about staffing, and he wants to he's the professional in that world. I'm not. I'm the professional in that when it comes to city finances, I do the work and I do these things, and this was a financial decision not about service. I even said at the dais, we're not talking about service today. We're not talking apples and oranges. How do we get from here to here or what we need right mm -hmm. now? Because that's, that's not what we do. We're policy guys, right? We basically look at finances. We look at, hey, is there, uh, are there other ways to, to get this information? Let's take a look at our, our services. We do all that. That's what they do, but that was not the part of this discussion. All right. Okay. So, the one one of the first questions I asked Greg when he was on on the podcast, I asked him. I said, if a firefighter wants to go work for the county, why don't why doesn't he just apply to go work for the county? Why doesn't the whole department have to go? Why does mm -hmm. the whole department have to go? And he explained to us. And one of the thing was one of the things which is. It was funny. I, I said to him, I said, welcome to the real world. He was explaining that um, if they go, they all go as, as a whole department over there. He said they get to keep their position, right? Um, yep. They, they, um, they, um, they don't have to retest. They Correct. don't have to be uh, on probation for a year. Uh, they get to keep, they get to keep, they'll, they'll be getting both pensions, Mm -hmm. Pension from Redondo and pension from County, um, yep. and he said and that's especially true for guys. I think he said over forty-five, fifty. Um, you know, and I said, oh, so basically, you know, they're trying to save their jobs is what they're mm -hmm. doing. You know, yep. he said they already had a couple of guys go over to County, younger guys mm -hmm. that yep. didn't mind taking the test again and being on probation for a year. Um, so basically, by doing this, is they're saving their jobs. Is you know Correct. they're guaranteed their jobs in in the positions they are now. They're not gonna they're not gonna get demoted or anything, which is all well and good. But um, quite frankly, well, as I said to him, welcome to the real world. I mean, fifty is the new unemployable in this mm -hmm. day and age. You know, yep. there are millions millions of people, forty five fifty years old, that that are in a great job that get laid off for what for whatever reason, and they can't go out and find the job that they had at the pay they were getting. So this is just something everybody is dealing with. You know, I don't know why the fire department should get special dispensation for that. Um, you know, I'm not a fan. Look, at, I'm not a fan of public employee unions to begin with. Um, but they're, they're, one of the other big issues is the negotiating project, uh, the negotiation process. Uh, you guys have been trying. You haven't had a contract 
for a few years. And I, from what I understand, the big sticking point is overtime. I mean, you guys could you, you could sit down with the fire department and renegotiate, you know, pensions and and all this stuff. But overtime is the big sticking point. Now, I I I read in an article they explained it pretty easily how the overtime works for fire departments. Can you talk about that? Because the overtime to me seems absolutely ridiculous. Sure. Well, first, I'm so glad that Greg was. I would say honest about the true reason why our firefighters want to go over to LA County fire. It is about money. It is about being able to be in two pensions at once. It is about better jobs for them. And I love it. And, and here's a, here's an interesting piece. I said that exact thing. If they want to go to LA County fire right now, individuals can go and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things where I, I appreciate you saying that, Jackie. Welcome to the real world. That is part of our, our current situation. You have to look at what's best for you, and that's what a union does, what's best for them, benefits and pay, and all of those things. And this is the best for our union to go and do that and have, be in two pensions, not lose their jobs, not have to retest. All of those things are wonderful, and I appreciate Greg being completely honest about their true intention. Here's just something I want to point out. At my community meeting two weeks ago at Saturday, I spoke with Jason Brown. He's the treasurer of the Redondo Beach Union, and here's what he said to me. He said, John, the Redondo Beach Union is in a no-lose situation by recalling you. And I said, what? And I said, I, I don't understand. And he says, we are in a no-lose situation by recalling you. And I was a little shocked, but I let him go on. And Jason Brown, the treasurer of our, our uh, Redondo Beach Union Fire Department, said, if we recall you and we get our candidate in and we go to L.A. County Fire, we win. If we lose our recall election or we can't get enough signatures, our residents will still love us, and there's nothing goes on. And you know what? I have to completely 100% agree with them. They're in a no-lose position, yet they're putting our city at risk. By doing this, this is not good. Um, I, I was a little shocked that he would be so candid with me. But I appreciated his actually outlook from the union. And remember, firefighters and paramedics, when they're wearing their badge, that's one. Fire union folks, that's exactly what they had said. And he was talking to me as their union treasurer. And I just uh, was a little, I was a little taken back by that. But there we go. Okay, so yeah. just to be clear, that they are supporting. Your, the recall, the effort to recall you. They are, they, and they've made that, they've said that publicly that they are supporting that recall effort, which um, it it seems a little targeted to me, considering you're not the only one that voted no to continue on with the study, um, and and we know that there is another citizens group involved in this that mm -hmm. has been that that has their own agenda, 
and 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 they would love to get you off or any of the other members that don't agree with their agenda. So they are working in conjunction together to recall you so that they can get their their candidate on on the city council. And you know, John, I just want to say something. Absolutely right. The city council, you're working for the for for the citizens of Redondo Beach. That's your job. The fire union is working for the best interest of the firemen. You know, so so as a citizen, you have you know, and it, and it's it is integral, but you've made a good point of distinguishing between you know a fireman when he's working is is working in the best interest of the city, but the union isn't necessarily. They're working in the best interest of the firefighters. Um, it's 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 something that you might have a hard time differentiating, but it's it's pretty black and white. Um, sure. You're you're looking you're looking at what's in the best interest of the citizens of the you know of Redondo Beach. Um, well, well, Jackie, you, you you make that point, and I appreciate you understanding that point. Jason Brown, the, again, the treasurer of our union, our, our, our Redondo Beach Fire Union, in my meeting confirmed that they do have a candidate already ready to go, and it is the primary proponent. Zaino Baji. He's a lawyer that just moved into District 4 um, back in December. So he's been in our, our in my district for hmm, about 11 months now, it seems like. And they actually, he confirmed that that's their candidate. So he's now, I just saw him talking with the folks from Roe, and I saw him talking about all that. And the union is starting to actually use the unfortunate quote divide within our city and they're trying to reuse this divide to actually gain what they want which is really to go to LA County Fire because it's better for them and when I call them out on it when I say it um, you know there's a lot of vitriol going on and uh, and meaning they're angry at at me Um, Zaino Baji and our fire union when I asked them about that they actually sent out a hit piece or a negative campaign ad that says, dishonest to John Grant can't even be honest with his own colleagues. Sign the John Grant recall petition now. Let me read it, another one. Dishonest John's sinister motives for stopping the proposed Redondo Beach Fire Department slash Los Angeles County Fire Protection District merger are keeping you from getting superior fire and paramedic services that will save money, property, and lives. If someone reading this doesn't understand that the fire union wants to go to L.A. County, that they're spending a lot of money for Zaino Baji's candidacy in my recall election, you need to really wake up. And District 4 is waking up. District 4 is the quietest district in Redondo Beach. That's why they're doing it. District 4 is just, they don't really show up. We had 26% of our voters vote in our last election. And our petitioners are going and saying things like, let me just, let me point this out. I got an email from this guy and I'll call him Steve S because I don't want his name out there. But here's his email address, his email to me. I had sent out – I have an email list, and I sent it out yesterday, Wednesday, November 20th. And it's – I I wrote an article called Why Redondo Beach Residents Say No to L.A. County Fire. And here's one Steve S. emailed just yesterday. 
that I've actually shared with the Redondo Beach Fire Union right now. It says, dude, this blows. They, meaning the petitioners, came to my home and told me that you are against funding for training. I was stupid enough to actually believe it and signed their recall petition. I regret it now, but aside from this, I can see and sense you care about us. I won't be voting against you as I support you, and I think the real reason that they want to go to county is because of the ability to earn massive overtime. You have my vote, and you can place a vote John Grant sign on my front yard as well. I wish I would have recorded them on that day when they came by. Best regards, Steve S. That's just one of the many emails that I'm receiving. Okay? I have a form that people who have been fooled or intimidated into signing a recall petition may remove their thing. And I'm, I got so overwhelmed that I had to get one of my uh, associates to actually help. That's how many people are doing this once they find out exactly what's going on. Again, I appreciate Greg Allen being very clear as to what is on the line here. Now, I'll just say it this way. Who gains in this recall? I don't gain. I don't have anything other than I want to keep my wife safe and me safe and my residents safe because I believe that it's we're best when we have a local fire department. That's all. The fire union, actually, if they get to go, like they said, they are in a no-lose position. They're in a no-lose position because if they get their guy in, Zeno Baji, you can bet that they're not going to spend fifty, sixty thousand dollars on a recall campaign and not have that guy uh, do their bidding, if you will. Mm. Okay, their political action committee, the Redondo Beach Fire Union, in league with all of these others. Okay, they're putting money into a campaign to recall me so that they can change that vote and go to LA County. That's why I have said. This is about keeping our local fire department. And I wrote this article, Why Redondo Beach Residents Say No to L.A. County Fire. I posted it on, on Facebook. I posted it on Nextdoor. I posted it in a number of areas. And it's pretty much unbelievable the reaction I'm getting. I'm pretty, I'm pretty and I'm going to say this, I'm ashamed of our Redondo Beach Fire Union. For one, throwing out a hit piece that calls me dishonest, John. Two, and this is, this is the interesting part. In my election in 2017, I was endorsed by the fire department. And when I bring that up, the guys all kind of, oh, you know, the fire union, they all kind of, oh, well, that was just our president. No, they voted as a unit for me. And when it came time to actually do the right thing for our residents, I did the right thing. It makes no financial sense to go to L.A. County. And if you want to reduce staff in, local, in our local fire in, uh, station, station number two, talk to the, the District 4 residents, and they are angry. And this is angry that their union – their Redondo Beach Fire Union members are lying to them, and this was just one example from Steve S. It's, it's okay, crazy. so hmm. so yeah, no, I've been I've been following this on social media and in the papers and stuff. I've heard a lot of different things. I can't confirm, but I heard that a uh, the union has hired professional people to walk your district 
uh, uh, wear, wearing fire shirts, not necessarily uniform, not you know, not issued uniform, but wearing fire department shirts that may imply that they are with the fire department. I've heard that, um, yep. and I heard that Sky Obaji ran for Congress a while ago. I mean, he he just came out of nowhere, ran for Congress. He lost. Now they're bringing him. He's moved, as you said, into District 4, been there 10, 11 months, uh, really doesn't know the first thing about the district or the city since he hasn't lived here. And now the, the fire department is working in conjunction with the row people, uh, uh, you know, another group that is not happy with the direction the you know, council goes in uh, to, to take you out, to put this guy in to do their bidding is what yep. it comes down to, correct? And I'll, and I'll tell you, it is – it's a sign of our times, and I'll say it this way. Yeah, yeah. It's Impeachment is in the air, and the yeah. union is trying to use our, our unfortunately divide in our city to actually kind of do, do this to our city. These guys want to go to L.A. County Fire, and I understand why. And thanks again to Greg Allen for stating exactly why this is important for the fire union. But their tactics are despicable. Mm-hmm. And the fact that my wife actually read this, and it's been out there, the people need to actually really kind of wise up, okay? If you want Zenobaji and you want negative campaigning, okay, and you want this, they don't spend this amount of money if this guy isn't going to do their bidding. That's just mm-hmm. how it works, okay? And... Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Very important. If someone was fooled or intimidated into signing a recall petition, you can call Steve at 818-519-6899 or email him at steve5674. Again, steve5674 at yahoo.com. You can also always email me at any email address that you have for me. My my city address is john.gran at redondo.org. And you can call me at 323-813-5929. I have to say, I've never been more proud of my residents. They are angry. They are starting to wake up. And this is really an outrage. It's It's an outrage that this is happening. I make decisions on their behalf. That's why they elected me. This isn't what recalls are for. Recalls are for when you do something that is inappropriate. Now, some say, oh, not going to phase two is inappropriate. Read my post. These are ongoing costs. We have enough information to actually make an ongoing assessment. It's not even close, Jackie and, and Joe. It's not even close financially. I, I, Yet, saw, I, saw, I saw you put together a spreadsheet. I mm-hmm. saw that. Now, again, well, you kind of have to be a numbers cruncher to, to get it, which I kind of am too. I was an accountant for many, many years. Um, mm-hmm. But but you put it all out there in black and white. It's out there. So if anybody wants to sit down and crunch numbers, it's out there. Tell them where they can find that. Sure. Go to johngrand.com. I have four or five different things going on. Also, you can get on my email list. Just email and I will put you on there. And basically – that spreadsheet you're referring to is Kenny Campos, their numbers guru, the Redondo Beach Fire Union's numbers guru, 
That's his spreadsheet, not mine. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay, sorry. And okay. So, so this is where it's, it, it gets a little bit uh, – I'm shocked. And uh, I'll, I'll end with this. I love these guys. I want to keep our fire department. If I'm guilty of anything, it's loving my neighborhood and our local fire department. I want to keep them, and our fire union wants to go. That's it. I mean, it's that simple, and they're actually acting in this way where uh, you know they, they've got their candidate, Zain Obaji, ready to go. Uh, they've aligned themselves with uh, groups that are very divisive in our city, and this is what they're trying to do. And our Rounder Beach Fire Union does not play politics very well. And it's this recall is um, it's a sad side of our times. We have enough stuff going on from impeachment. We have enough stuff going on, all these different things. This isn't how we do business in Redondo Beach. And the Redondo Beach Fire Department, pardon me, the Redondo Beach Union should be ashamed of themselves for trying this tactic, period. All right, listen, we got to wrap this up, Joe. It's just something that Joe always says, right. all, all politics is local, right? All yep. politics is local. So <laughs> Absolutely. Let, t- take us home, Joe. Yeah. All politics is local. John Grant, uh, District 4 City Council member, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to, to speak to you. I love your guys' show, and, and I wish you both continued success. Thank you. I, 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 John, it's, it's, we love the opportunity to give you a platform so that people can, it's almost as if you had talked to, to someone face to face and now times a thousand because any, any individual can listen to this show and that's what we needed. We needed to hear from you directly the whole story. Thank you very much for that. And thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Please share this with your neighbors. We will be back tomorrow. We'll see you then. Bye-bye now. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.